0: John, verses 1-18, through here is John's account of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hear the word. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. And then Peter and the other disciple set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. And Jesus said to her, Mary. And she turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. And Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. My friends, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Pray with me. Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts together be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, for you are our rock and our redeemer. May all that is spoken, said, and done in these moments be filled with your Holy Spirit, captivated with your words that we might all hide behind the cross and celebrate your resurrection this morning. We pray in the name of the risen Christ. Amen. Amen. Today the word is leave it in the tomb. Leave it in the tomb. Leave it where? In the tomb. You see Mary Magdalene arrives at the tomb. There's a tomb there because there was a death there, and it wasn't supposed to be that way. The week started out with such fanfare for Jesus as he entered into Jerusalem. But by the end of the week, he is sentenced and whipped and crucified and died. And Mary was among those there to help him come off of the cross, to be taken over to someone else's grave, a man named Joseph of Arimathea there in the garden. And Mary was there to prepare the body for burial. We didn't have wonderful funeral homes in Israel back in the day. This was a family affair, a community affair. And they wrapped him in a burial shroud in linen grave cloths on his body and on his head, and they anointed him with spices. And they laid him there. He wouldn't lie there forever. He would lie there for a while, and there's a second part of the burial uh, that would come later later. But with all that in her mind, Mary wakes up before first light. After the Sabbath, when it's finally okay to see, to finish the work, to be out and about, she arises before first light. And I can only imagine her heart is broken and filled with grief. The other Gospels tell us that the women bring spices to finish anointing, uh, but John just tells us that Mary goes there, and I don't think she goes empty-handed. I think she goes carrying in her hands her broken heart. And she goes to the tomb. And she arrives there. She knows where it is. She arrives there and she's surprised to find that the stone is rolled away. And it's kind of like you think about this. When you get home and the door's open, you ain't going in to check, are you? I'm not. And I think that's okay. And she doesn't want to go in and she said, "Uh uh-uh, something's wrong here. I don't know what it is. These people have uh, crucified Jesus. If they're in there, I don't want any part of it. She runs back to the disciples and says, they have taken the Lord and I don't know where they've laid him. I don't know who they is. I don't know who we is. And neither does she. She's just filled with anxiety and grief. And these two disciples, they run. And they do like a lot of us did as kids on Easter Sunday. Uh, Peter and probably John, the disciple that Jesus loved, are apparently racing to the tomb. And the Bible's got to record that John got there first, just like we probably run uh, to go get the best Easter eggs at the Easter egg hunt. Apparently, men will be men and have competition. Who knows? But they get to the tomb. John, the disciple that Jesus loved, looks in. He peers in. It's kind of like, it's like uh, I have to do if the doors open at our house. I hate doing it because, you know, I'm brave, but not that brave. You've got to peek in and make sure nobody's there. He peeks in there. There's nobody there. But that's the problem. There's nobody there. He doesn't he see uh, any of the Roman soldiers. He doesn't see any grave robbers, but he doesn't see Jesus either. But what he does see is those linen grave clothes just sitting there. Well, he steps out. Peter, as ostentatious and big as Peter gets, he bursts in there. He doesn't just look in. He gets down in there and gets up in the tomb there, and there he sees the same thing. He sees the linen, to, uh, linen grave cloth sitting there, uh, one at the feet of Jesus and another rolled up neatly where the head of Jesus would be. And the Bible says at this point that John, the disciple that Jesus loved, he believed. And I wonder why he would believe. All he's seen is no body and some, and some grave clothes sitting there. And, and I want to ask you this. If someone wanted to go and take Jesus's body And move it somewhere else or bury it somewhere else, do you think they're going to come under the cover of darkness doing something illegal and say, hold on, now that we've broken in here against the law, let's take the time to neatly unwrap Jesus and fold his clothes back, uh, his grave cloths back, and set them neatly here? No, if you're going to rob somebody, you don't take the consideration to neaten the place up. If you're going to take a a body from the tomb and you're going to need those grave clothes later, you're not going to do that. This is not the work of grave robbers. It turns out this was an inside job. There was power at work in that tomb. Resurrection power. And what had happened was, oh, did I just do that? What had happened was Jesus had rose from the dead. And Jesus himself unwrapped those burial cloths, and he took off that shroud, and he folded it neatly, and he said, you go here, and he unwrapped it from his head, and he said, you go here, and he walked right out, because apparently he had places to be. He walked out there and didn't bring those grave cloths to him at all. He left them in the tomb. I mean, this is the point where I get a little bit worried. You see, as I've grown older and had children, I become more like my parents, which I said I never was going to do. And my mom used to uh, open the door as I was running out of the house on a cold day, and she'd say, Jimmy, please don't call me Jimmy, but if you have to, Jimmy, don't forget your coat. It's co- I don't know why I'm making her sound like an old one. <laughs> Jimmy, don't forget your coat. It's cold outside. You're going to need it later. Because she's worried about me, and she doesn't want me to forget things. And I get—I'm—I'm I'm a little worried about Jesus right now. Jesus, did he forget those? Jesus, did you forget to bring your uh, gravecloths with you? I wonder how that conversation might go. I wonder—I might shout out, "Jesus, you forgot your gravecloths!" It might be a little cold out there. They're not coats, but it might—you might need them again. Jesus, you left your gravecloths here. You might need them again. You know, when you finally figure out that you're supposed to be in this tomb. Come on back and get them. I've got them right here for you. I can only imagine Jesus might turn to me and say, Don't worry, Jim. Those, I don't need those anymore. I don't need those anymore. Oh, okay, well, Jesus, what should I do with these? What should I do with this right here? Just leave it in the tomb. I don't need that anymore. Just leave it in the tomb. And he just left them there. He just left those linens right there. He left them there in the tomb, and he walked right on out of there. And you know what? He left death right there in the tomb too. You see, Jesus had died and everybody thought that death had won. If death can take the Son of God, then death can take anybody, if you understand what I'm saying. And Jesus had given himself over to death on a cross. And it looked like to the world, to everybody, that it was over, but it was not over. You see, Jesus went into the tomb and death tried to lay its gruesome hands on Jesus and he found that he wasn't tangling with any old dead human being. He was tangling with God himself. And I don't know if you know this or not, but when you tangle with God, God always wins. Death lost its power in that match and Jesus walked right out of the grave. He broke the winning streak that death had on the world and he rolled the stone away from his grave. He rolled the stone away from every grave. His resurrection not only defeated death for himself, but rendered it powerless for all of God's children. There he left death in the grave, broken and shattered because death could not master Jesus. And he left death right over there in the corner of the grave. He said, I'm going to leave you in the tomb. And he left his neatly folded linen cloths right there in the tomb as well. That's why one of my favorite old ancient, this is an ancient Easter sermon, uh, has this in it. It says, Christ is risen and death overthrown. Christ is risen, and the demons have fallen. Christ is risen, and the angels rejoice. Christ is risen, and life reigns. Christ is risen, and not one dead remains in a tomb. Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. Hallelujah, he is risen indeed. And guess what? He didn't need those grave cloths anymore. You see, the burial shroud, the linen garments around his head and around his body, you see, those are for the dead folk. And Jesus, see, he's alive. He doesn't need those grave cloths anymore. So you know what he did with them? He left them in the tomb. He left them right there in the tomb. And you know what I say? I say the grave, I say the grave can have those filthy linens. And the grave can have its darkness too. And the grave can have our despair and our pain and our hopelessness and all of the brokenness in this world. And I say to all of us this Easter morning, toss them all off of you and leave them there in the tomb so that we can walk out from here unencumbered to experience this new life that Jesus has brought into the world. Leave it in the tomb. Leave it behind all of those things that belong to a broken and incomplete world and follow Jesus unencumbered into a grand, brand new world that God has thrown open before us. Just leave it in the tomb. And I wonder if some of us here today are like Mary. You've brought to this Easter morning uh, some brokenness and something that is weighing you down. And, and I wonder if, like Mary, we shouldn't do something about that. Maybe we should leave it in the what? I think maybe we should leave it in the tomb. I wonder if maybe we should leave it in the tomb. I wonder if somebody here, is, is, their heart is filled with Sorrow. And you've brought that with you this Easter morning. For some reason or another, something's happened in your life, something's happened to somebody, or something that you can't explain is just heavy in your soul. Well, if you brought that with you this morning, you know what you can do with it? You can leave it in the... Oh, come on now. Y'all been awake at least for an hour and a half here. Some of you are carrying deep grief over somebody lost in your life and, and, and today at Easter lunch there's going to be a different empty seat or one that's been that way for years and you know as well as I do you cannot get over these things so quickly and you have brought with you a grief to Easter morning. You know what you can do with that? You can leave it in the... Some of you are so concerned with the mistakes that you have made, maybe they're big or a series of small ones, and and maybe they're not even found out yet, but they're weighing so heavy on your soul, and you feel so guilty, and maybe you're even paying for the consequences of those choices still, and you brought that with you on Easter morning, but you know what you can do with your mistakes? You can leave them in the... Maybe you're afraid... For one reason or another, maybe you're afraid. Something's happened in your life, and gosh, that paycheck ain't going to stretch. Uh, so-and-so is, is angry with me. My relationship is not working. My marriage is struggling, my children or whatever, and I don't know about my health. And maybe you're afraid, and you brought that with you on Easter morning. Well, Jesus has shown us an example of something you can do with that fear. If you brought it with you on Easter morning, you can leave it in the, and maybe, and maybe there's some, some darkness in your life, and you don't know where it's come from. Maybe there's depression in your life or maybe there's just a weight on your soul and you can't quite explain it and maybe you have come and brought that with you Easter morning saying the sun may rise but it'll never rise on my heart. If you brought that with you on Easter morning, Jesus has shown us what we can do with that when you don't need something like that anymore. You can take that darkness and you can leave it in the, and you can take death and leave it in the, and you can walk right out of there. Walk right out of there because you don't need that anymore because Jesus Christ has risen from the dead and the Bible tells us that the same power that rose Jesus from the dead is at work in the world and at work in all of us. So leave all that darkness in the tomb and exchange it for the light of Easter morning. Today is Easter. This world is now an Easter world and it's not just a calendar day. And it's not just a moment for ham and eggs and good times. It changes everything. Jesus Christ is risen and has opened the doors for us to be made new. He rolled away the stone of his tomb to open the way for all of us to be in new life. And he invites us, just like he did, to toss off those gravecloths and leave them in the tomb. And step into a victorious new world where life dominates death and things are being made new. You see, Jesus, he didn't need those grave cloths anymore. The grave cloths aren't for the living. Because Jesus is alive, he left them right there in the tomb. And Peter and John, they didn't need their uncertainty and their anxiety anymore, so they left them there in the tomb. And Mary didn't need her despair anymore. She didn't need her grief and her anguish, so she took it and she left it in the tomb and ran out with a brand new beginning telling the whole world, I have seen the Lord. Do you have something to leave in the tomb this morning? Are you hanging on to the fragments of a a life you hoped for, a difficulty, a a grief? Are you hanging on to something this Easter morning? Well, the resurrection of Jesus invites us to leave it into the tomb and reach out for new life with Christ. Leave it in the tomb and follow the risen Christ into a brand new world and life like we've never imagined, life to the fullest and life everlasting. My friends, Christ is is risen from the dead. Alleluia. Christ is risen indeed. Somebody say amen. Pray with me. Father, we give you all the glory and all of our praise and all of our worship for this wonderful thing you have done. And if, O Lord, this is news to somebody, or if, O Lord, this is on the ears of someone, who will not let it into their heart. Oh Lord, just minister to them as we come to the table for Holy Communion. Lord, may this news change who we are, change our lives. May we come to you in a new way. May we reach out for life everlasting and as we live everlasting life, may we remove all of those gravecloths that belong in the old world. And may each of us see the grace to live resurrection lives. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm going to invite you, my friends, to join us.